Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. Hey, Fried Fam. This one goes out to all the entrepreneurs out there, the ones that don't fit the burnout research that's been done so far. This week, we're going to look at the job characteristics for burnout that are in the research and talk about how these apply to you as an entrepreneur. And if you're not an entrepreneur, don't worry. These factors are really important for you as well, so stay tuned in. And you might want to take some notes or check the show notes after because these are the things that you can use to talk to your HR professionals when something's going wrong. Now, as entrepreneurs, we do not have the benefit of having HR professionals unless our business is quite big. So we don't have the ability to go have that conversation with somebody. We have to have come to Jesus moments where we have these conversations with ourselves or, you know, work with a coach to get through it. Now, these factors are not factors that I came up with. These are going to come direct from burnout research. And the main researcher of these articles is Christina Moslock. You've heard her name on the podcast before. She is the big burnout researcher. And this is from a 2001 article in the Annual Review of Psychology. The full citation will be included in the show notes. So the first job characteristic that lends toward burnout is workload. This is like not surprising to anybody out there. As an entrepreneur, you might have started building your business and wearing all the hats, and then you kept building your business and kept wearing all the hats as you grew. Or maybe you didn't yet grow the way you want to, so those hats became a little heavier because they're getting really expensive financially, physically, and emotionally. An unmanageable workload applies to everyone, whether they work for themselves or not. But as an entrepreneur, in order to face this, you have to get really clear on what actions are bringing value to your work and which actions are a distraction that you think you should be doing but maybe don't really need to. For example, I love scrolling through Insta, but I don't use it a lot for business. Sure, my content gets published there five or six times a week, but to be honest, somebody else does that because that workload was too much for me. I recently had a call with someone who told me I wasn't desirable as a speaker because I didn't have a high Instagram engagement. And at first, I spent about an hour sort of diving into this hole of like how I can be more engaged on Instagram and how I can change my content to be more engaging and putting that on my to-do list. But then I realized I'm successful right now and happy right now, and I don't want to spend my time engaging all day on Instagram. So. I have Instagram. It's totally there. I'll definitely write back to you if you comment on my stuff. I share things in my stories. I go live once in a while, but I do it because I do these things as a non-entrepreneur anyway. 
Instagram for me is fun and I want it to stay that way. I do not want to make it another job, so I don't. And I know that there's all this information out there that tells you you have to have a smashing TikTok account. You have to have, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. You have to be. No, you don't. You have to be real good at the thing that you do. And you have to know where the people who need you are so that you can reach them. That's it. And if you're trying to be really good being all the places all the time, you are giving yourself an unmanageable workload that is going to lead you to burnout. So you're going to have to cut some things off that to-do list. All right. And I promise you, even if you think that there's not things that you can cut off the to-do list, I, I promise you as an entrepreneur, there's a bunch of stuff that you're doing that just really is not going to be helpful. This is, again, another reason. This is not when you would hire me, but this is when you might hire a business coach to have you look over your plan and strategize on what's going to make the best moves for you, like what's going to make the needle move the fastest, right? This is not something that I do. So Frenchie, who we had on the podcast in season four, I'll put the link in the show notes, is someone that you could go to if you are in a situation like this, right? There's definitely people that we've had on the podcast that, that can support you if that's what you're looking for right now. The next thing, the next job characteristic we're going to talk about when it comes to burnout, it's related to workload and it's labeled time pressure in the research. This can be such a challenge for entrepreneurs who are DIYing the whole shebang. If you are constantly feeling time pressure as an entrepreneur, it is time for you to rearrange how you work. You might have to not agree to take on clients that want a job done faster than you can get it done the way that you want it done. You might need better systems. Pretty soon we'll have an episode coming up on systemizing the back end of your business with the systems genius, Neko Roberts. Look forward to that. It's going to be a great one. You might need to track your working hours to get a better idea of how long certain tasks take you so that you can plan better, right? There's a million ways to make this better, but just know that always having time pressure sitting on your shoulders can lead you to an ugly place, all right? The next two job characteristics that are talked about in the research kind of get smashed together, and they're called role conflict and role ambiguity. So when the demands that you have to meet with your job conflict with one another regularly, it puts you in a danger zone. For instance, as an entrepreneur, if you're also a stay-at-home parent, this conflict could lead to problems that a lot of people just don't want to admit or talk about. Right. So if there's some sort of conflict, this could be so many different things. Role ambiguity is an interesting one for entrepreneurs because often, especially in the beginning, like I mentioned before, when we are wearing all the damn hats, we sometimes forget what we're good at, what we love doing most, and what we should be focusing on the most as business owners. This, for me, is one of the biggest challenges of building a sustainable business, knowing when to outsource and hire someone to take over the things that aren't the why behind why you started this business in the first place, that are outside of your zone of genius. And the answer, when you look it up all over the place, is always hire before you think you're ready. But the financial pressure of that can be a lot to deal with. I know that it is for me. I nearly puked when I outsourced the production of the podcast. I was not sure if I'd be able to pay it or if it would end up clogging up my credit card every month. 
but I also knew that I was losing a full day every single week playing podcast producer and editing audio, and I don't know how to do those things. I mean, I learned because I did them every week for a year, but if I could have a couple of coaching clients or a speaking event on that day instead of playing podcast producer, I would be way better off both energetically and financially because I would be doing the thing that I loved and I would be doing things that bring in money, right? Now, I can't imagine right now not paying for the podcast to be produced. I don't care if it comes out of my account or goes on a credit card. It's worth it, and I know that on a deep, deep level. There's a factor that was skated over in the article, but I'm going to make it a point to talk about it here because as an entrepreneur who has always worked with serious heavy problems in other people's lives, I think that as a collective, we really need to talk about it. The factor is this. The seriousness, the severity of the problem that you help people with correlates to burnout. Oof. So this means that you are going to be more prone to burnout if you work with people through things that require a lot of strength, a lot of resilience, a lot of struggle, and a lot of hard truths. Secondary trauma is a thing. There is a reason that teachers and medical professionals and mental health professionals are losing it right now, right? In my own personal world, this is why I know I need so much white space. It's not because I don't love what I do. I am obsessed with what I do. But I know I need space to process, space to decompress, space to return to myself, right? My fellow fried coach, Sarah Vosen, did a few videos about how she creates space to process as a highly sensitive person in our Facebook group. You might want to check those out for some tips. I think she's posted four or five videos so far about how she deals with being an entrepreneur being a highly sensitive person, and being a person who requires a lot of space to process. It's really important. Entrepreneurs, my dear ones, especially those of you who are working alone, I'm not going to use the solopreneur's word because it makes me nuts, but if you're an entrepreneur and you're working alone, this next job characteristic hits hard. One of the biggest things that leads to burnout is a lack of community, a lack of social support. So over the past two years, we've all retreated into our cub holes and we're just barely getting back out again. Starting a business and being an entrepreneur can be lonely, especially when there's no opportunity to network and to feel supported, no space to ask for help among people who get it. Creating your support network is critical as an entrepreneur. And yes, this goes for introverts too. The amount of time with people you need might be less, but you still need a support network. This is absolutely critical. All right. Last thing that another one that hits entrepreneurs hard. This characteristic of working, this is something that's lacking, something that's missing, is having a lack of positive praise, a lack of positive feedback. Now, I know that Instagram will tell you daily that if you love yourself enough, everything will always be okay, and you'll feel confident, and you won't care what other people think. Well, I call bullshit, and your brain agrees with me. Our brains expand in resilience when we receive, not get, but actually receive 
positive feedback. This means you need to take a moment to soak in that compliment, that positive review, that DM that said, holy shit, this episode just changed my life. Do not skate over people sending you love. Stop. Let it in. You need it. You need it to protect yourself from burnout, and you deserve it. Keep a folder. Make a Google Doc. Do whatever you need to do to have access to the great feedback that you've gotten as an entrepreneur because there will be days that you really need it and you want to be ready. And honestly, neurologically, your brain needs it too. Getting that praise will increase your resilience. It's incredibly important. That is going to sum up today. I know that some of these things might feel like you have too much to fix and you're already doing all the things, right? But as an entrepreneur myself, I know that I am almost consistently hiring some sort of coach or support outside of myself because I have learned that I really, really can't do this by myself. It was really the first time that I really got this sort of message soaking into my skin was when I finished the first draft of my book. And I kept reading it and I kept reading it and I was going through it and I didn't know if it was in the right order and parts of it made sense to me, but I knew they wouldn't make sense to other people. And I couldn't make it any better. I didn't know how to make it better. So I sent it to my favorite person who helps um, self-published authors write books, Anik Inna. She's so wonderful. I'll include her link in the show notes today too. I sent it to her and I said, I need you to read this so that we can work on it because I know this can be better and I just, I've taken it as far as I can. And she went through and she sent me some suggestions and I rearranged it and it was like the same book, but so much better simply because I allowed space for somebody else's eyes to see the things that I couldn't see because I was standing too close to the damn thing, right? That was the first moment that I knew, that I really felt in my bones that I could not DIY my business for the rest of my life. Because up until that point, to be perfectly honest, in every business I've ever run, this is my third, fourth business, every business I've ever run, I have done it by myself. No longer. I will not play that game anymore. I am not spending my precious time and precious energy trying to do tasks that don't belong to me and that need someone else's input right? So if you're stuck somewhere in your business and you're not sure exactly what's going on, if it's burnout, call me. I can help you. If it's not burnout, then find the person that you need to help you get to the next step, to help you get out of your own way. If you need systems, if you need strategy, if you need support, if you need a mastermind, there's a million things out there that can get you the support that you need, but you are not meant to really do this on your own. And if you try, there's going to be a bunch of broken bits and pieces because I promise you, no matter how amazing you are at that thing that you give us all, you're not amazing at everything. And by trying to be, you are doing yourself and your clients and your service a disservice, right? So go get the help that you need. Go get the support that you need. Maybe it's a spiritual coach. I don't know. It could be anything. You could need anything. 
but it's important to go out there and go get it. All right? Good. You deserve all the good things that are coming your way. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.